This episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Neds. Josh, you won't believe which Victorian club is circling for Eagles youngster Harley Reid. Is it Essendon? Well, you got to click on it. What do you mean? It's clickbait. Is it Essendon or not? You have to click on it. It's Essendon. Georgia just texted me it. Well, God. Which Victorian club's jersey would Reid look best in? Um, okay, I know this. Um, Carlton, it's a pretty bold strip. Maybe... Maybe nah, Geelong, nah. he's like, he's kind of from that nah, area. Uh, 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 nah. Hang on. No. Just the, click it. You get way less drivel than this on the Neds app with the rap. Stay up to date with the latest videos, articles, including insights, tips, and analysis. Plus, Ned's unique take on everything about your favorite sports and racing codes. But it's not just AFL. There's NBA, UFC, horsey racing, and NRL news, plus much more. Download the Neds app now and look for the rap tab for the latest content taken to the Neds level. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. I'm disgraced sports journalist Josh Gulp and this is the Kick It Forward podcast, the only sports newsroom with the guts to tell it how it is. If you review the podcast, please do. Tell a mate maybe or don't. We don't care. No, we actually really do. This week on the pod, a spellbinding rugby experience, the AFL's secret piss party and Giorgio deep dives into the world of the best beer mile runner on the planet. Besides me, as always, are my reporters. Guys, how you going? Oh, my oh. goodness gracious. That song gets me so fired up every time. In fact, I did run over to Sammy from the Beefs over the weekend. It was great did to see him, and thanks again for that wonderful theme song. Mm. He's rescheduled our pottery session uh, a couple of times. He's got a really... Yeah, really I, I also said that we should you know, play that game of golf we've been meaning to play <laughs> soon. I don't know if he's, if he's actually that mm. keen to hang out with me. Anyway. Oh, boys, I wanted to get your take on this. I caught a taxi for the first time and... In a long time. Well, the lim- limo was, was um, yeah, the chauffeur no, no, wasn't, it was, wasn't available. It was, it was, I had a taxi card through work, so I got, I got a taxi. Oh, so and, you, um, you didn't pay for, for this transport. No, no, <laughs> God, God no, God no. Conversations with taxi drivers are different to Uber drivers. That's a good call. How so, was yours? So we were talking about um, dates. So normal type of conversation, I guess, dates. What do you mean? Like, like the no, fruit? No, no, yeah, the fruit. The fruit dates. Okay. Not dating. Okay. Yeah. He didn't really speak English, but... The conversation started, first asked me if I knew how many kilos of dates a date tree produces in a season, to which I told him, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sure you can look it up. And he goes, no, 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 you look it up. Made me look it up. <laughs> Unbelievable. I was like, oh, this guy okay. Loves interesting uh, facts. So I told him about 70 to 140 kilograms of dates. Blew his fucking mind. Wow. He didn't know. So he didn't know that either. He didn't know. Mm. He wouldn't stop talking about it. And he wouldn't stop saying 140 kilograms, to which I would say, no, mate, that is the maximum yield, so don't bank on those numbers. Um, He had no interest in having a date tree. He just wanted to tell me that dates are the queen of all fruits. Oh, God, the poor person, the next guy that got in the taxi. (laughs) He he wanted to tell me also um, that dates will cure any disease. Hmm. Not sure cancer's covered by dates, but well, what I will say to the guy, that's a pretty goddamn sweet first date. Hey. (laughs) That's good. Um, My question is: We go to these weird areas. So do taxi drivers get slack because there's like no rating or review system? Also, his car was like so filthy. Oh, so well, like, my so car's a running like, garbage dump, so I can't speak. But Yeah, but you don't drive people around for a living. Yeah, you too. Oh, you do pick uh, me up yeah, a lot. Thanks a lot. Yeah, um, well, I don't well. care. I don't need to care. Yeah. Well, a, a taxi so driver, weird. the model of the industry, A to B. 
<laughs> I heard. I do hate when it, I was remember I was in Richmond. Oh, have you guys been to Melbourne? It's so sick. Oh, yeah, you love your Melbourne They're coffee. Like, is coffee good there? Beer is crazy. But when you get in there uh, in Richmond on a night out, and I was like, probably like seventeen thousand. Oh, legend! <laughs> and no, but you get in there like thirty bucks. I'm like, oh, it's like a six buck Uber, and I'm like, nah, thirty dollars. Like, I'll go to the next one. It's twenty five. Apparently, that's completely legal to set it without a meter. I didn't know that at all. Well, in Victoria anyway it is. But that is a real common thing now. You go out, you're almost sort of blackmailed because you have no other option because you're getting into a taxi. And then they just go, we want cash, you know, and you've got another thing. But if they're putting up date chat, maybe I do pay. 140 kilograms. That's the maximum <laughs> yield. The date, maximum yield. They got a lot chat. of calories. Date chat and predetermined prices. I'm never catching a taxi. <laughs> you got pretty he, upset he. with Giorgio's curry chat on Friday at the pub. You were like, guys, you've talked about Thai curries for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Sorry I went two minutes without talking nah, about beers. I Harry. remember. We were <laughs> so or sex golf. or golf. No, we were meeting some guys. From the, the guys we might do some business with. Um, well, I hope you do. And then um, I was like, guys, why don't we, um, you know, get the carry chat out of the way, you know, talk about something cool. Guys, can can't you promise me we won't talk about this? And then, Gary, then George, uh, Harry's just like, man, sex though. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Bit sexy. Friday was a big day, actually. We um, we interviewed Jack Della Maddalena, but it was classic one of these things when there's an opportunity sometimes to interview an athlete. This was a UFC fighter, currently the 14th ranked in his class in the world, and he's got a fight coming up. I think it's UFC 290 in Las Vegas. Big Australian card, by the way. We did an interview with him, but we only had 15 minutes, and he's a really, really nice dude, but it's quite hard in 15 minutes where we have a seven-minute interview to get something for the pod, which we'll play next week. And also sort of get across what we do and that we want him yeah. for a sketch and also what the sketch is. And to his credit, for despite being a very scary man, he's a really softly spoken, nice dude and really sort of thinks really deeply about it all. But it's quite funny when I'm – because I explain things terribly and Giorgio gives me shit about this all the time. Nonsensical yeah, so, rambling, so, rambling Josh. So, right? so, and, and, and then you say it and then I go – and then there's and then there's a bomb and a oh. fart noise. And, and, and it'll be so funny, we're, man. We're the ones that have been doing with this with you for a few years now and not, not even we are understand yeah. what's going on so it's but, going to be hard for jack to understand what's but we going trust on. the process and you had yeah. a number of like like 120 seconds to try and convince jack to Less trust that, the process because i've given 15 minutes from fox or ko and then i'm like oh okay also jack um we wonder if you could be in this video we're going to do a video about guys that lie about it so the idea being he's this guy's lying that he used to bash jack della madalena in high school and you guys call me out and then all of a sudden he walks over and that's that's the the, the player. And as I'm saying it, he just sort of looks at me and goes, what? That, doesn't that sound funny, Jack? Doesn't that sound funny? And then, and then, But he, to his credit, he was great. And it, it ended up taking exactly 15 minutes because someone was timing it um, because they had so much to get through. Yeah. And hopefully uh, we'll send it to him for a check, but hopefully it works out all right. The other thing I did on the weekend, I went to the West Coast Collingwood game. Whoa, you're such a big AFL fan, Josh. Yeah. Come on. And I was in this, the President's Club, the Legends Club or something, or President's Club, I can't Whoa. remember. It was pretty oh. cool. Bit how'd, of how'd you score that? It's called uh, being an absolute legend. Legends. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Just yeah. Walk oh, in. Go, go ahead. He's oh, allowed. you must He's sink allowed. 16 beers to enter. Oh, no, only 16. Okay. It? They had a photo of your face on every door, Harry, and they were like, do not let him in. <laughs> no, yeah, he yeah. will ruin it. This guy ruined it for everyone last time at <laughs> the Stadium. It's actually called the Harry Fitzgerald Legends uh, Club. <laughs> Harry, what have you been up to? I've been rambling. I've, I just wanted to first of all shout out my housemate, Driz, who in the room next door to us currently is drinking a seven up, which I thought was quite interesting to me. Um, but sorry to jump ahead to AFL chat, guys. I was just 
<laughs> scratching my head all week because it was such a bloody tipsters nightmare, mate. Oh, oh no! God, it was oh. such a bloody tipsters nightmare in the AFL. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, it also rained a fair bit. Um, How annoying is it when it rains one day a week in Perth and I'm like, oh, fucking rain. Mate, and as, torrential we, rain. as we discussed, and it never rains again. So yeah. Good for the farmers, but, but guys, it was... Um, if it gets there. Yeah. Oh, Just hope it God. gets there. Tipping <laughs> chat, weather chat. Pretty, I'm pretty on today, aren't I? Yeah, but, um, Nah, you know, when it's raining in Perth, it's a good opportunity to um, maybe go to the movies. And I was lucky enough to go to an advanced screening of a film Oh, over the weekend, and Is I've it flushed I've, away. I've uh, no, never again, <laughs> never again. If you ever need to punish me for something, make me watch <laughs> Flushed Away. Um, this movie though, I decided to bring some audio. The trailer I've got. It's Monday morning in the office. The coffee is hot and the weekend debrief begins. Morning, Terry. Ah, uh, Monday orders. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything seems normal. Or is it? Darren, how'd your tips go this weekend? <laughs> oh, it was a bloody tipster's nightmare. <laughs> oh my God, Darren's been shot. A nightmare that is just getting started. All right, listen up, God damn it. I'm Detective Johnson, your colleague Darren. He's been murdered. <laughs> and the person responsible is in this room. In a world. This summer, no tippers are safe. Oh, I would have got nine out of nine, but I bloody changed my tip at the last minute. No, no, please, no! Starring Sean William Scott as Detective Johnson, who won't rest until peace is restored. Honey, it's late. Go to sleep. You think I can get to sleep when there's a goddamn fucking maniac on the loose killing every tipper in town? A tipster's nightmare. Coming to a cinema near you. Hey, Carol, how did your tips go? I, I forgot to put my tips in. Ah! It's my new movie idea. How? Oh, it's, it's not a real movie. What? Did you know? Oh, I thought. I know it's not a real movie. I heard the movie was rated oh. um, three out of nine. Like my tips. Oh, oh I no. wish that guy was here right now and real. Oh, I just had this like. This fun movie in my head, I thought. I need to get this, you know, on so the paper. So can I just clarify, um, despite being based around AFL tipping, everyone in it is American? And, uh, and the, and the no, MC is American? No, the voiceover guy's American and the detective. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did he end up in, a, in Perth? The detective. Uh, he had a – oh, he's got a backstory, which you'll see in A Tipster's Nightmare. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, Hollywood, yeah, yeah. Josh. Look it up. Uh, I hope there's some high-level nudity in as well. I want to see some tips. It's yet to be rated. <laughs> It's yeah. <laughs> uh, some tips went in, if you know what I mean. I made that joke. Should we just bloody then? start start the start the rest of the pod now? This is the world. Bartel poos for the first time in a day. It was better than Leo. Matildas have won again. And welcome back, Daniel Ricciardo. They came bounding over. <laughs> the headlines. Welcome to the headlines, where we go through the weird and wild world of sport. Oh my god, it's been such a doozy. It's been so sick, guys. <laughs> sports. Uh. Josh Gallagher would, would say I've been trained the house down. Kick it forward. He's coming off. Get him back off. Get him off. Guys, I know we joke a bit around here. You know, we like jokes. What? Sometimes, yeah. You, you know. mean? It's all about having a laugh. Before um, I made a joke, I came in and said one. You guys thought that is the that's funny as fuck. Literally a yeah. super goal. But I'm going to take it serious for a second. Oh, okay. 
Guys, last week, someone sent through some audio from a far more successful pod from Dino, former Hawks Premiership player Campbell Brown and Jonathan Brown, three-time Premiership winner of the Brisbane Lions. This is Brownie's podcast, really successful pod. Yeah. But according to them, players piss on the field every single game. What? Right in front of everyone. What? <laughs> the F? That's right, on the most hallowed turfs. Optus Stadium. The MCG. Metricon. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> yeah, I know. Harry, I'm, I'm sorry, you seem really oh, upset. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Georgia, you How up? could people miss that? Yeah, I know, it's crazy. What about all the cameras? I know, what are the cameras? Why aren't they seeing these cocks? Part of my French, Massive so to swear. Yes. AFL pythons. Exactly, going around, they're big dogs. And they got some big tips. Sorry to bring up tipping again. Yes. But <laughs> I wanted to find out more. So I went to the source, former Premiership winner and then Gold Coast player, Campbell Brown, the funny man and broadcaster himself. <laughs> yeah, every, every quarter and three quarter time, there'd be half a dozen blokes that... Uh, you just you sort of just tell the people around you to gather around, so you've got a bit of protection and um, just watch where they put their legs. And yeah, you just uh, you just wee out the side of your, your shorts. Um, you know, by the time you have a chat to the physio or you know get uh, get a drink of water and go into your, your line huddles and then the senior coach huddles, you just don't have time to run down the race. I was shocked at how many people like were, were taken aback or didn't believe that it actually occurred. So, so when you're in like a three-quarter time huddle and the, the assistant coach has the board up while the coach is speaking, there's a lot of guys yeah. taking a knee. Are they just running it down their leg? Uh, they're not necessarily taking a knee because I reckon that's a bit obvious. Now you just stand up. Yeah, you just sort of stand up and, and just, yeah, just play at the side of your, of your shorts. People going to the games this weekend and they're trying to um, see if someone's having a pee. <laughs> what facial expression should they look out for? Well, look for the guy that's looking up and down, up and down a little bit and he might be more closely huddled around than what you would expect because um, you really do need your, your, your fellow teammates to give you a chop out. And Did you piss on the premiership? <laughs> uh, I don't think I did. No, grand final day I didn't, uh, um, but certainly took a piss on the MCG multiple times. Wow. Unbelievable. Shit. Crazy, hey? That is crazy. Oh, so... I'm thinking... I forgot on Saturday to look. But. Yeah, I was going to say, because you may have spoken to him before that game you went to, but the camera... So all the cameras around, is there some sort of maybe agreement with the broadcast crew? Oh, definitely. Like, don't highlight a cock. Don't I've, zoom in. I've never heard anyone speak about it before. No, so... Look, I've been around a footy club for a, a while. The, or I used to be. And yeah, yeah you hear about it, but AFL is another level and you've got all these... Those cameras can zoom into a lot. It's funny, though. It goes back to... Uh, the whole thing with like making their mark, that Amazon documentary, if you haven't seen it, it, it happened one year, apparently cost $20 million to make. It'll never happen again because it was just prior, just as COVID was happening because we were speaking to a guy the other week about it. What we saw that year from making their mark is that these clubs, they like to present a lot of things to say. It's like a very prestigious and very different to a normal footy club. But at the end of the day, there's guys yelling fuck at each other and they're pissing on the pitch. Well, they need to piss. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, it's a footy club. It's a footy club yeah, at the end of the just, day. It's just, it's just the same bounce you'd have with any um, colleagues. But the, but the thing about this is I'm just worried Matt Rowe's going to come along and go, oh, oh no, Matt, no one thought oh, about this. Oh. This, this grass tastes like piss. But they're like, they're just cows in a pasture. Everyone's just dropping piss. Yeah, like, yeah. You, yeah. Plot twist. Matt Rowe's looking for the pissy grass. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, Think any, about that. Any reports of anyone doing a poo on the field? <laughs> I will uh, – <laughs> Collingwood shat all over the Eagles on uh, Saturday, if you know what I mean. That wasn't a um, Boys, if it's okay on the football field, um, do, you, 
Do you guys mind just gathering around? Need to do a piss on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, go for it. It's Harry's place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, We're in Harry's golf bag room right now. We clear it out every single week. (laughs) Again, we also need a new. We need a. If anyone has a place to rent that's cheap, let us know because we will in Perth. I won't piss on the carpet. Yeah, you guys. You know, if I I could rent this room out for someone to live in, then we'd be fucked. Yeah, I know. (laughs) If you need money, don't. Because yeah, it's good. Um, guys, uh, roaming Brian. Roman Bryan. That needs a gong on the end or something. I reckon it's a really good sting, but I wouldn't mind a gong. Uh, guys, Roaming Bryan, Friday night, very good in the Melbourne Demons room. They beat Carlton. Obviously, Carlton in a bad way right now. Oh, but Carlton. the Demons were up and about. They had a couple people in there that the families they've helped as well. It was a, a good moment with Cozzy Pickett. Someone had designed him a ball as well. Nice. But then we had uh, BT, obviously, Roaming Hard. He does really well. And he often tries to go in and crash like a radio interview because someone's being interviewed on radio. When I used to do it, you'd ask two questions and then send upstairs to a panel and then they would ask the the athlete. And it's quite, kind of hard to concentrate as well. But he'll just come in and he's quite an imposing figure. Now, Charlie Spargo from the Demons was having none of it. Charlie Spargo is uh, here. I wonder whether we can get Charlie Spargo. He's just doing a little interview here at the moment. Keep going. Well, can we listen in to what, what you say? Canberra, Thank you. What do you put the, I suppose, scrappy first half down to or scrappy nature of the game? I'm, I'm under the pump here. I don't <laughs> know if I can do two interviews at once. You can try. All right. Um, <laughs> no, I can't do it. <laughs> under the pressure. Can't handle it. Good on you, mate. Thank you. We're just waiting. Is it rude of Brian to go in there, stick his mic in and take the, I mean... I guess it's like a normal pre- the press, peak, press conference, like, lots like, of microphones on you. So I'd like to see someone crash his roaming Brian interview one day. This is what we want to do. I, I pitched to the AFL because you know how people always do the silly questions at Bright, like Brownlow. What if we like door stopped the door stoppers? We, we, the guys doing the silly interviews, we do silly interviews <laughs> to them. <laughs> okay. And I know probably not many people get it, but I'm sure we would It'd find it nice. funny. This is like, I mean, I've got a lot more Martin Brundle gear coming up later in the pod, but he's doing the exact same thing, but almost just, he thinks he's the king and t- can take over actual other TV interviews and steal the um, subject away. We had an email from Damon Adams a couple of weeks back and it said, lads, given the ro- growing obsession with Roaming Brian on your beautiful disaster of a podcast, I thought I'd throw you a story. In early 2019, Port won a Friday night game at home and earned the honour of Brian roaming the change rooms. I ended up winning a spot and became Roaming Damo. So firstly, BT then sent him some words of advice. Here they are. Order Damon Adams. Today, well, Port Adelaide fans, congratulations, your new roving reporter, Damon Adams. Fantastic, Damon. Now, a couple of rules when you get involved down in the uh, in the rooms, mate. When you're doing a bit of roaming, every room is open to you. Even if they say no, you go. Don't stop. And if someone says no, I don't want to do the interview. Keep going at them, Dame. Don't back away, mate. That's why you're the new roaming man at all the port games that I won't beat you, all of those magnificent wins. Don't be a dawdling Damon. Don't be a dwindling Damon. Get in the doors, mate. Get inside. You have won this opportunity because you are good. Anyone says no, it means yes. That's a bit... That's a bit on the nose. That but is uh, inspirational uh, stuff from BT, isn't it? Did this guy do it all year? No, he said the club picked it up a bit. He went to China with the club. Uh, the first video I filmed was with the plays in the airport lounge in Melbourne during a stopover, and it instantly it dawned on me how difficult this gig was. No live TV, but absolutely one take only. Some players would just walk away. You had to have interesting things to say to, to anyone you randomly came across um, and have some sort of plan for the next step in the conversation. Anyone who thinks BT has it easy needs to reconsider. Anyway, 
I'm rambling like Giorgio, despite a couple of questionable videos uh, in the mix. Uh, the whole thing was well received. I ended up continuing it with the club for some time, roving after wins, doing the club event at Red Carpet, pitch reports for the 2020 games. But unfortunately, due to COVID, roving demo came oh, to an end. Deleted. Hey, roving demo. Well done, mate. I feel like I need the stick in there, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, more like crying Giorgio. A couple of other things I noticed, guys. Um, someone sent in that Ben McKay's bio on the AFL web just says that he's 1,045 kilos. We'll probably lose some weight, mate. How does he run around? I know. He just rolls he, around. He just – even rolling it that weight would be quite difficult. What is that in um, Kodak disposable cameras weight, mm, please? Good point. Uh, a bit about probably 10,000 off the top of my head. No, billion. I don't know. Those 100,000? They're lice. Nick Blakey signed a contract to be the – have the biggest contract in the AFL lengthwise anyway, according today from John Ralph, Mr. Scoops from Fox. Eight years. So 2031 his contract ends. That is – eight years is a long time to know what you're going to be doing. Starting next year. So at this point, confirmed 2031, the only AFL players right now playing in Nick Blakey. It's the only player playing in Yeah, only him. Uh, there's Clayton Oliver is the other one I believe. He's from 20 – until 2030. But uh, long-term contracts, they don't – Often go that well, particularly oh in a God. sport where it's a really high chance of major injury, uh, and the decline can be quite rapid. I suppose Buddy Franklin was is the major one. He's on like one point one million a year yeah, for a ten or eleven co- years. I thought he had a nine year. I think it was nine or eleven, something like that. And it was a major coup at the time because he was signed by Sydney instead of GWS Giants. But whatever. So what they they just get him, I guess, at a cheaper rate, but maybe he spreads but, it over but eight. It's yeah. a risk. They they assume the risk. The club is. And then with game payments, maybe he's better off or something like that because he's within the club for eight oh, years. Maybe guaranteed. he pops down to the local takeaway joint and does like a little uh, signing session or something. Harry, 2031 Bingo. is going to be a very boring year for AFL if there's only one player <laughs> confirmed. It's a good point, George. Yeah. Hey, I hope so. I hope there's more. So on, on Saturday, I went to the footy West Coast game. And the major thing to come out of that with two clubs with big amount of uh, fans, 42,000 at the game despite them sucking this year, was Jordan Goy's hit on Elijah Hewitt. Yeah. Um, now, the first thing was the players from the Eagles didn't really remonstrate, which is normally a thing, especially a really young player. The other thing was after the game was like, oh, well, this super player like Jordan Ngoi is really – he's in trouble. Then the West Coast Eagles posted that he was going straight to the tribunal, yep. which is weird from the other club to do that. And then weird Nuff, it was Nuffy Central, like it was going nuts. But Wayne Carey weighed in. So Dom Sheed after the game basically says, I bet he's going to sit out for one or two months. Dom Sheed ended up with 42 disposals in his 150th game. And, we, and then Wayne Carey went – on Twitter and basically said, you should get one or two months for those weak comments, Dom Sheed, along those lines of paraphrasing. But then he went on radio and said this, which is fucking disgusting. I pooped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's true. Oh yeah, and apparently apparently went home with it. Went home with it, didn't clean it. I, I, I thought the weirdest thing about uh, West Coast posting this was they straight up posted a picture of one of their young players getting knocked out. Oh, like the actual footage was the, the fo- No, it was like a photo. And it's like, are you just posting your player getting- An elbow like, on the head. An elbow in the head. shoulder I was kind of like, I actually, when I first saw it, I didn't even, didn't clock it to me because it's something of interest for their fan base. And, uh, you know, in the, they actually control the narrative then for that week because people forget they lost by 70 or whatever. They're more just talking about this shit act from Dugowie. Now, we don't know what the result with that is yet at this time, but um, we're actually sitting with Elijah Hewitt's family at the game. They just happen to be on our table for this thing. Like, oh, God, it's so good to see a player get up after just getting knocked that badly because obviously that club has the history of Daniel Venables as well. Did but everyone call you a legend in this Legends club? I just I just love the idea of you being in this place. 
know. He was pretty I fine. just don't know if you qualified, mate. No, I just kept dropping your name. Oh, okay, okay that's fine. And that's they're fine. like, get yeah, out yeah, of yeah. here. <laughs> uh, guys, should we move on? You got anything else? Well, I watched Bounce, guys. <laughs> And you know what I did? I didn't watch it live. I actually actively searched <laughs> it on KO. You said that to me the other day. You go, yeah. oh, man, I, I may as well just watch Bounce. Yeah. It was the best way to prepare for um, the AFL section of this podcast. I mean, Josh likes to, you know, go to the games live, scroll through Twitter. This is – it was just a classic – it's cookie cutter basically these days. They're ripping on Chief for being fat yeah. for five minutes. It's, yeah. That's, that's pretty much all it is. And then the bloody um, <laughs> jokes about Carlton – Oh, God, the we bloody had a, jokes about Carlton. We had a guy email in, actually. He was in Hawaii on uh, holiday with his family. I'll just get up right now. Yes. James Hayes, he was in Hawaii with his family, and he was like, oh, do you mind putting the game on? Because apparently on ESPN, potentially, it has it on one of the channels over there, the Ocho or something. Chucks it on and the and bounces on. Like <laughs> the whole pub in Hawaii. Yeah, like he just missed it. And he goes, oh, because God. of the time difference, bounces on. But I was low-key chuffed. And he sent this video, and it's just like 11 TVs in Hawaii oh. around the entire pub showing bounce and just like Andrew Gay's keeling over. I just imagine everyone in the pub going, turn it up. <laughs> Coincidentally, a bunch of Hawaiians decided they're never, ever going to visit Australia again. Oh, no. Oh, it's bounce. so for tourism. Jimmy Mack emailed the pod and he said, Mooney said that GWS kicked uh, six of the first two goals. Now, the funny thing about that is Mooney on the show does a numerology segment as well. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's a math numbers. I mean, he's he did have a major guy. concussion from Bell Chambers that week from that celebrity boxing match. It can't so have been good for numerology. Maybe a that week off. segment's in big trouble. Yeah. Missed opportunity for m- moonerology. <laughs> as you were. Oh, you're nothing. Nothing of the week. A lot of submissions this week. I feel like it's building a bit of, uh, I don't know, momentum. Yep. The first one this week on the Gold Coast. Now, you guys big Gold Coast Suns fans, right? And Gold Coast fans. Yeah. And Sun, I'm a fan of the Sun too. Yeah. Separately and together. Oh, uh, not as big as this cowboy. That's someone whipping yeah. the beat of the Gold Coast Suns on the Gold Coast. The two whips. Less impressive. Um, my fellow whip enthusiasts will know about yeah. Adam Winrich is the pretty much the best of, uh, at whipping of is all that time. Him? No, no, no. This guy's doing something similar to what Adam Winrich does. But I was a big fan of whips. You know, I made you know I made one once. Out of what? Uh, it was like rope. There was ball bearings in it. Then you wrap it up in um, physio tape uh, and make the handle out of PVC. Did it work? And they put electrical tape over the handle. Unbelievably well. You buy real crackers. Did you hurt yourself? No, but what I used to do is when the boys would come over for drinks, I would whip export cans in half and then like whip the, cleanly whip, whip them in half and drink it. Or, what, whip, or whip apples in half and shit. What percentage? <laughs> the biggest legend thing you've ever done. What percentage of the whip usage was for kinky reasons? <laughs> Mate, you'd hurt someone with this thing <laughs> and that's the idea. And they'd get a massive boner. <laughs> Not me. Anyway, sorry for the whip tangent, guys. It's a bit of a passion point for me. We have some other submissions. Someone about the Dugowie hit. Uh, Jordan Dugowie has already been denied natural justice by the prejudicial commentary from the West Coast Eagles. The case could be dismissed or the sentence reduced due to the club's comments. I don't think yeah, the court okay. operates as like a normal yeah. court, random like, bloke. No punishment or the Eagles posted about it. Yeah, no, we can't do that. Uh, Too no. many legal words in there as well. I know. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. So, so. Just stop. <laughs> Guys, I had one here. It came through the emails, actually. By the way, kick it forward mailbag at gmail.com. Send in your Nuffy of the Week submissions. Uh, Max Rowe sent in a screenshot of a post from, it looks like a Facebook page uh, called We Are Essendon Bombers. <laughs> and the, it's a photo of a guy, and the caption is, Good win tonight, Bombers. I'll, 
always support you. But the photo is this old guy wearing <laughs> a, b- <laughs> a bomber's hat, holding what looks like some sort of a lever action bolt rifle, action, bolt rifle from the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> the gun is just in his lap. It looks like one of the better <laughs> guns his... you can get on, like, Call of Duty. It It is seriously old, this thing made of wood. Good wind tonight, Bombers. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with him. It was a good win, and we agree with you, and we have nothing more to add. Uh, Blue Believers Hearts Bleed Carlton Facebook group. Folks, this is not a good look. A photo just leaked into the live after-game podcast on Blue Broad Show's TDK and McKay having a good laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're not allowed to fucking smile for about a week. That was from Finn Howard. He sent that one in. I just found it so funny. He's just like, if if they fucking smile one more time, I'm going to lose my Our shit. fans aren't that's smiling. The, that's the clear winner. For no, there's a better one. Oh and no. we put this on the page. Is It's a Demons fan. And keep in mind the Demons won, okay? Do you know what, Melbourne? I work in healthcare where we can't afford to miss a goal because it's a life. I'm sick of you as a member playing so poorly. If I miss the way you do and I work in an industry where family are watching us try to save family members' lives yet can perform and you can't, I'm disappointed. So there's a lot of like crap messaging there in general. Oh my God. But I get it. There's literally a saying in every industry except for healthcare that we're not saving lives. That's right. So Mm. what the fuck well, they've never heard it, I guess, because she's working in healthcare. So and thank you for – yeah, thank you that person for doing that, by the way. Kicking goals from like 50 out to um, – Amputating the wrong leg? Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Dane Swan wrote, oh, I feel bad for joining to go his shoulder. Uh, Hewitt might get a couple of weeks. One and people are like, fucking so funny, can't look so fuck, 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 funny. <laughs> and someone replied like – took the bait in was like, you're an idiot, mate. You should go to hell. And then he's like, no, I'm serious, bro. Like, I'm hell serious. Carlton Cheer Squad, listening to – I don't know who sent this God. one in. Carlton, like, I'm sorry we don't have any audio from 3AW. I wanted to listen to it after the game, but my girlfriend didn't want to at 10 p.m. Perth time. Listening to a footy podcast, this Arvo, and they came up with a great idea. When Harry Marks, that's Harry McKay, Marks and lines up for his first shot, all Carlton fans, Carlton fans should cheer and mark and then cheer the result regardless of the outcome. It's a way to get a bit of anxiety off his back. You know what? It's positive at least. Nothing I'll do like the positivity though. I bet, I bet Harry McKay would really appreciate being cheered for like missing. Maybe change his demeanor. An I don't even know. bigger thing. That is ridiculous. No, good idea. All right, fine. I'm on board. The other one I had, it was a pretty random one, is uh, when you look up on Wikipedia, Adelaide Crow's like mascot is called. It's called Cloud Curls Crow. <laughs> There must be some history to that. <laughs> I don't know what the reference is or anything like that. Is it tr- are they trying to class up the crow, class up the mascot? Because typically know. crows are not the um, – they're a bit Cla- of a pest. Mm. Yeah, they're, oh, they're, they're smart though. They're ravens oh, in they Australia. Cl- oh, they're not that bad. Is it Cloud or Claude? Claude probably. Oh, okay. Probably in your neck of the woods, Claude. So why, why did Adelaide call themselves the crows then? Why are they called the Adelaide They're going to call themselves the Claudes. But or the Adelaide Claudes. <laughs> Claude Crows. There was one guy on the board that was like, guys, I'm telling you, it'll catch on with the Claudes. My dad was named Claude. Maybe it's Claude because like Adelaide, they uh, clawed their way back into a game or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. That is good. That is good. That's correct, actually. Let's yeah. move on. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm burning. 
hot off the press. Oh my god, Giorgio, I'm so glad you recovered from those burns from mm. the press being so hot. Oh my god. Um, first one this week, guys, was Caroline Wilson. This is on Monday, but the, the the order in which things happen this week for Caroline Wilson, who's a very uh, a senior reporter who's worked in the uh, in the AFL for a very very long time on um, Footy Classified. She has a segment called Caro's Arrow, mm. where she <laughs> sticks it to someone for the week and they get the arrow for the week. <laughs> she thought it was high time that everyone was so across her show, was so part of the lexicon that it was time for, you know what, her to face the music herself. Sometimes you've got to put your hand up and tonight I'm arrowing myself. <laughs> that is just the best piece of audio. It's so it's silly. It's so, and so she was she was apologising for what she said about uh, Sam Mitchell and the Hawks potentially tanking this year because uh, they came off a really good win, even though this week they, I think they were down by 100 points in the second quarter against Port Adelaide. But she arrowed herself from that. Does she fire the arrow in the air and then it comes back and land on the head? Uh, Sam Mitchell apparently just was like, oh, thank Christ, it's finally over. She's finally admitted it. The next day, rather, there was this huge backlash from Kara because she had this statement apparently that she said that Paddy Cripps uh, and should be looked at and also another senior player because they didn't spend time with the club. It turned out to be false. Paddy Cripps replied to it directly, announced on his Instagram or something, put out a note and said he, he thought it was absolute bullshit when people make stuff up like this. She ended up apologising directly, so she may have to arrow herself again tonight. <laughs> it's a double arrow. So I'm just thinking, Caro's walking around town with arrows. You know, just arrows just Poking out and someone goes, hey, <laughs> excuse me, Caro, did you arrow yourself again? Did you screw up? She goes, no, yeah. I'm just in love, Cupid. Yeah. Good music. Every week now, Caro's going to have to arrow herself. Mm. Uh, another one of the Herald Sun, they were speaking about Caro's arrow, like it was the source. They were talking about how Caro had to apologise directly and there was a source. These are these articles that they put out uh, on the Herald Sun. The snitch is the West Australian one. Uh, where just they make up anything and put in there and they don't have to justify they it. They are the OG asterisks. Yeah, yeah, they, the asterisks. They, we would have they, one called the Asterisk Times. Yeah, the Asterisk Times, yeah. If, when we say asterisks, they say the snitch heard, so sub that word mm. in and out. They had one about Nick Natanui. Someone wrote, um, uh, when is Nick Natanui playing again? And the snitch this week was like, I was about to put my Nick Natanui hat on this week and then but and basically went through this long rambling thing and said he didn't know. Uh, while we're on Nick Nananui, guys, I must take you back a couple of years ago to when I think Channel 7 ran a report here in Perth. They were working out who, who should be, you know, Vox Pops run town, who should be the next mayor of Perth. Basil Zemplis was in the running and um, they found an Eagle supporter who had an idea of her own. Nick Nananui. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? That, so Nick Nananui for mayor. Can, we, so, the, <laughs> can we name Nuffy of the Week after her? Yeah, yes. Oh, she was a really supportive right. fan, but it's just funny how they always find a way. Another one was uh, the Herald Sun quickly, Nick Kyrgios. Uh, the headline was, Nick Kyrgios's heart shattered into a 17 million pieces. What the hell? 17. I hope, they, I hope they didn't disperse too much and just, you know, stayed in an area where you could just get a dustpan and broom. Mm. But then it will be something like a Horcrux situation like Harry Potter, which we'll get to later on oh where you have to God. collect them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, 17 million pieces. So he's a big NBA Boston fan. And they lost. Seventeen okay, what million. If, what if something actually, oh, absolutely yeah. happened? 
Yeah, 18. 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a story on Channel 9 or a Connor Affair or something about a guy who had his home invaded, like classic Australian guy, and he bashed him and chased him down the street with a didgeridoo. <laughs> oh, nice. Wearing just his boxes and armed with a didgeridoo, Kim Abrook raced down Lincoln Avenue. Out there in all my glory. I noticed I run faster naked. You know, sort of with semi-naked anyway. The father of 12 was woken by creaking floorboards at his Fulham Gardens home just father before 4 this morning. I've seen a shadow coming out here and I'm coming a little bit quick and he tried He's wearing a Holden Commodore jacket. Here. Sick. And as I come to there, he's lighting his phone accidentally. Come on and lit him up. So they, then they make him do the splits when it says split decision. A split second decision. He had no time to get dressed. Oh, He's doing the splits with no shirt on, reenacting it on the street for no <laughs> reason. Shit. Sorry, can I just take you back to earlier in that bit of audio? Is he the world's first person to snore while being awake? <laughs> uh, also not far from my hypothesis, uh, you can get out of any situation with a bone. It's pretty close. Like yeah, was- yeah. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Harry, we're not experts when it comes to sport, right? Uh, speak for yourself. Oh. Well, we're probably closer to Nuffies, right? Once again, my friend, speak for yourself. We can't just keep saying speak for yourself. What What are you then? What? Where do you sit? Speak for yourself. <laughs> are you broken? <laughs> all right, I'm a casual observer. Okay, cool. Is that all right? Yeah, it's all right, I guess. But um, What are you then? What are you? Expert. Oh. <laughs> but if I do want to take a pun and don't know what to include, I can look at the Neds app, popular same game multis, which lets you copy trending bets. Available on all AFL games every round, Josh. Ned's popular same-game multis are created by the punters or nuffies and shared for other punters. And plus, you can add or remove legs easily to any popular same-game multi. Head to the Ned's app and take it to the Ned's level. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Naked and chase bloke out of his house. Twelve kids, though. I can't (laughs) even understand how I could afford to live, you know, feed myself, let alone 12 children. Yeah, 12 kids got you that situation with a boner. Yeah, well, at least they're protected. They know their dad's (laughs) going to bash anyone with a boner. Boys, Daily Mail have done it again. This is so funny. Fans of Taylor Swift have said they refuse to miss a single minute of the concert, so wore nappies so they could piss and shit their pants so they wouldn't leave the crowd. That's like Harry and Bounce. One fan (laughs) saying, I'm not going to drink water all day. But where do you draw the line? If you can wear nappies or diapers to a T-Swift concert, um, like what else can adults wear diapers to? Which brings me to my next confession. I'm fully padded up for today's podcast and I've already pissed my pants twice and shat myself <laughs> and one of you need yeah. to change me soon I think oh my god George, why don't you just piss on the, on the floor like all the AFL players <laughs> but you know what normalise this behaviour mm. I imagine just having one on in bed in the morning it's cold out well, there where, would you, you guys ruin your sleep what if I'm pissed? what if she's at the concert and she's wearing it because it was a really bulky diaper I saw the uh, link you guys sent me mm. walking through the crowd and Taylor Swift just picks someone random out of the crowd and she's like <laughs> Hey there, Julia, come on the crowd. And then she gets on stage and everyone notices she's got a giant adult diaper on. <laughs> shit leaking down her leg. <laughs> but you know what, guys? This is actually important. You know those the eras to a concert is like three hours long? Mm. She's, play- she's playing like 40 songs or something. Yeah. It is ridiculous and I can't wait till it comes to Australia. We only had one last one. David Campbell, who's like a Today host or something like that, has shared his bedroom request his wife recently made. <laughs> That could have been a deal breaker and left him with existential dread. Uh, I didn't click on it, but it's just shit house. I read it. I read it. <laughs> I actually did read it. She asked if they could, um, if she could sleep on his side of the bed. 
Fuck off. Yeah, that was what it was Are all about. Are you kidding me? They, yes, yes. And then there was also a poll which was um, said, what side of the bed do you sleep on? It was a poll. Sounds uncomfortable. There was, was a poll. There was a poll. A big one. Uh, all right, let's move on. <laughs> Aussie supercoach Ange Postacoglu looks poised for an EPL call-up, but despite winning wherever he goes, many Tottenham fans wouldn't know the former Socceroos boss from a ball or... Yeah, like... <laughs> First go. Yeah. I mean, Spurs fans are like some of the most tortured fans alive, like full-on club culture of like bottling That's toxic. Why would they torture their own fans? You sign up for a membership, you shouldn't be, you know, like waterboarded. Why do you think they're called <laughs> hot spurs? It's what they torture them with. Oh, of course. Continue. Um, but no, Ange has had heaps of success with Celtic getting the domestic treble this year in Scotland. The mm. domestic what? Domestic travel, so basically won the league and the two like local two domestic cup competitions okay. they have. And they're in a bit of disarray prior, so for him to come in and win. And yeah. when he arrived there too, they were like, Who the fuck is this guy? And now they like don't want him to leave. Yeah. And when he was he was in Japan prior and he won there as well. So he would kinda well, wherever he's gone. What he won. should have done is put um, them down as a reference on his C V. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> is that how it works with the big managers? <laughs> no, I don't really look into it. Anyway, this has been confirmed. Um, um uh, pretty much verbally yeah, confirmed. Yeah, yeah, verbally so, confirmed. Yeah. But, um, like, this is huge. It's the He'd be the first Australian ever to manage a Premier League club. Spurs are the ninth richest club in the world. There was a lot of people online, they were sort of – I saw a TikTok like, who is this 58-year-old wannabe? We are a club, a proud club, and no disrespect to Ange Postacoglu, but you can get fucked. Well, they, they've also <laughs> just had – um, they've just had Antonio Conte, like one of the most successful coaches going around at the moment, extremely good coach, and – he couldn't fix Tottenham. So fans would be going, well, if, you know, if Conte couldn't do it, who the fuck is this guy? Are their players shit or are they good on paper or what? No, they're pretty good. I mean, like Harry Kane, they, they've they've consistently HK. had good squads on paper but never been able to turn it into trophy success. And Was Ted Lasso considered up. for the role? Uh, no, but consider Ange Postacoglu, real-life Ted Lasso. Yeah, finale of Ted Lasso this uh, week. If anything, no spoilers. Or it showed that he... Um, you know, he's no, available. No, no spoilers. He could go to the hospital. Spoiler alert. Uh, Are you fucking I haven't seen it and you just spoiled that for me. Uh, don't, don't, oh, well. don't repeat it because I wasn't listening. Oh. <laughs> just staying with Postacoglu, it's pretty interesting though because I think it's like fans don't necessarily know who he is but they might be pleasantly surprised. So every time you ever see a press conference where he's questioned in a way that a lot of play coaches would normally slip up on, so good at handling it all and handling pressure like this, I'm, I think he'll probably knock it out of the park. Everyone, everyone in Australia talks him up so much. So mm, I couldn't be more proud. Uh, just on Ted Lasso, don't you find it funny uh, on the TV show where the dumbest possible thing ever and he somehow turns it into a message? Uh-huh. So I've got an idea for a role play yeah. to you guys. Now I might cut it if it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please. Love. So I want you guys to be two soccer players in the team. I'm Ted Lasso. Okay. And you've just been involved in a hit and run on the way to training and you've run into the the change rooms and I bet it's just about to start the game. Okay, we got a script or improv? Improv. Okay, uh, who was driving? Uh, Giorgio was driving. You're speaking for Giorgio. Giorgio is sort of in tears. I haven't, rever- I haven't and rehearsed. I'm, and I'm Ted Lasso sort of somehow turning this into an inspirational okay, thing. Okay, okay. What's your name? Ted Lasso. Okay, cool. <laughs> Coach of Richmond. I just won the Okay, cool. Sorry. So we've just hit it. someone. Yeah, yeah, and ran, oh, drove okay. away. Yeah. Okay. okay, three, two, one. I'm going to miss y'all. Now, regarding this second half, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but just know, y'all meet. Hey, coach, coach, um, Giorgio um, was driving. He hit and runs. No, Harry, <laughs> Harry was driving. Harry was driving. He told me to go on the traffic light. Mate, it was red. Literally three people dead out there. And we just 
we couldn't face the music. We had to just run away and get to this game. They're f- like flat. They turn into raspberry what? jam on the. It's horrific. What the hell are we gonna do? I, I, I'm an accomplice. I'm an Coach, accomplice. Say something. It was Harry. You know, my daddy, he used to hit and run. Best goddamn hit and runner from Tallahassee to Tennessee. <laughs> but when he got sick, he wasn't no fast no more. He would hit, but he couldn't run. Beat up Cadillac, <laughs> bumbling along the highway. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Never forget where he come from. Whatever you do, you hit and you run. And Georgia and Harry, you keep running. My Diamond Dogs get out there today and win this premiership. Yeah! All the times that I've cried, keeping all the things I Josh, um, my, um, you got to go see my acting coach, mate, for American accent. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm <laughs> no, working it's on very it. good. Nah, we're well done. <laughs> That's inspirational. Nah, yeah, that's what I'm working on. NBA playoffs update. NBA playoffs update. NBA playoffs update. NBA playoff sting. Can they wrap it up? <laughs> God damn it. How many finals are there in this NBA playoffs part of the season it, with, with no trophies? WA day today, so we had a day off in Perth. So you didn't tune in to watch game two, did you? Uh, no, I didn't actually. It's <laughs> it hey, a good game. You know when, you're watching when, bounce. Uh, yeah, of course. When AFL finals roll around, you know, the average fan will watch every game. Average fan. Average fan of NBA, what's going on there? What percentage of games you're watching for the finals? Well, finals, I reckon, like, because during the regular season, not many people, players dipping in and out, Giorgio, like, you can can get a bit of fatigue from the regular season. Come playoffs, I try to watch almost everyone, especially towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Giorgio? Yeah, I I watch most of the finals. It's just fun. It's just, you're you're guaranteed, like, a good game pretty much most games and there's so much drama yeah, nice. like there is so much drama we've harped on about a lot and we we're watching this morning but they got five players in their rotation miami that weren't drafted they've got actually got five not four when i pre- pre- previously said and they're all playing a key role it's, it's bloody crazy I mean, they weren't drafted so they weren't like considered the top 60 draft picks mm. in that year to be designated sure. to a team they were considered shit basically i mean one was even waived by hornets um yeah i think multiple guys were waived did they, did they play like well in like lower legs or something yeah like lower legs or just given an opportunity no. and like i i was thinking about it like the san antonio spurs previously they sort of realized to find an, an advantage by targeting international players really well so they won a championship with lots and lots of international players and that sort of leveled out a bit now maybe they figured out that if you get undrafted players there's talent from like division three division two because there's so many levels of college basketball there's division one ncaa two three then naia two, two, one and two then there's like juco Mate, there's like so basketball much basketball is like so popular <laughs> anyway like everyone's playing it. it's been pretty exciting the basketball so uh, far. josh you got some sad news though yeah sad news actually uh, an australian former player for Australia. She plays in the WNBL, really good player. Tiana Mankakar here. She plays for Australia. She's been playing in the WNBL, but she basically had cancer at the end of her college career, maybe towards, yeah, towards the end of her college career. And she went into remission, but she's had to announce today, really good player, that she's had to retire at 28 because her cancer's come back and it's spread through her whole body. So uh, spare a thought for her because she's gone through something pretty big, but she's managed to keep pushing through. So hopefully she gets over this latest hiccup right now. Really good player, point guard. I think she averaged about 11 and 7 in a Div 1 college and assists. 
Um, amazing point guard. Missed That's out on awful. the WNBA draft, but then has come back and built a career. So, um, But then we also had a funny thing sent in by a fan. Uh, who sent this in? Max from Brisbane said, I'm sure G-Man can emphasize this, but can we talk about the billion-dollar company that is ESPN, the leading sports network in the States, and namely the fucking replays during the, the NBA playoffs? Joel Embiid could have started a fight with the entire Celtics roster and coaching staff, destroyed the courtside camera, roundhouse kicked and ruptured his ACL in eight different places before the timeout, and we'll see a replay of Marcus Smart from four or five minutes ago. So he's saying the broadcast is shit. What do you reckon about that? Do you notice it at all? I, I notice it sometimes when I'm like, well, I didn't really care about that. Yeah, sometimes, but I feel like it's not uh, NBA specific. Like uh, they do that in AFL. Like we've spoken about it when when there's like a you know clutch moment, they don't show the replay or something like that. My biggest thing is still is the Kane Pittman three-minute thing and nothing wrong with Kane Pittman because they're just feeling the ad credit where they do a Hungry Jack's update on KO. <laughs> And we, we just – you can see really fun things happening on the broadcast in the background because it'll, it'll be on the mega screen. And in game one, Trey Parker and Matt Stone from South the South Park creators were being interviewed because South Park's set in Den, or outside Denver, Colorado. So they're, they're basketball fans, Denver fans. They're being interviewed. Kind of want to hear what they want to say. Oh, yeah, big time. I yeah, wouldn't the, mind the, seeing the that. Two funniest guys possibly ever. Yeah, and then they're being talking talking about basketball. Probably going to say something funny, but I've got three minutes about stats from a guy about Hungry Jacks. Think about that. Are you, you going to be all right? Well, they're interesting you, stats. <laughs> yeah, they are pretty interesting. But and, uh, and the burgers are better at Hungry, hungry Jacks. Stats. Hungry stats. <laughs> There's a collab. <laughs> Shit, we're printing money today. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. Hang on a sec. Georgia, you says here you sent me audio about a Western Force sting. All right, let's give it a crack. You're a Western Force player. Harry. <laughs> I'm a what? A Western Force player. <laughs> and a thumping good tonight, Wager. I can't be a Western Force player. <laughs> I mean, I'm just Harry. A lot of the like, stings are 18 oh seconds long. Uh, I was going to cut it short and then I thought, no. No, that was great. Fuck yeah, it's, it's good enough to play it out in full. Harry Potter. New player for the Western Force. That's oh, all I signed got. a player called Harry Potter. Yep. It yep. is really? amazing. Uh, I was doing a bit of research into some timelines. Okay. I dug up an old interview um, from when he was playing at a club called Leicester, I think, uh, in the UK from a couple of years ago. And he explains how it, you know, how the, the names impacted him. Uh, yeah, I was named year of the book. And then it sort of gradually got bigger. Wow. Um, and then sort of one or two and it was kind of cool. There was a book called Harry Potter and then three or four and a movie and all of a sudden it was... The biggest thing in the world. More like, yeah, a bit more down that route. Magical, mate. Magical story. Oh, he's Australian. Yeah, I think he was uh, born in Wimbledon, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I know, I know a lot about Harry Potter. Uh, no, so it's, it's hilarious. June 1997, The Philosopher's Stone um, published, right? And then he's born 15th of December 1997, a few months later. So I'm guessing, obviously, the... Harry Potter one didn't quite, <laughs> didn't quite, uh, like blow up that quickly. But mm. then it obviously went completely nuts. What a tough time this guy's had at school, obviously. Oh, I don't know. He's a rugby player. Probably stick up for himself, or maybe that pushed him. For yeah, rugby. I, I think it pushed him. Mr. Potter, um, I like to think that like, <laughs> what the fuck? sorry, uh, McGonagall saying, Mr. Potter. Uh, I like to think. Can his you parents- get to it? His parents at the time of naming him were like, ah, oh, like there is this book. We're like, ah, oh, it's not going to be yeah, very, it'll be one yeah. and done. Who cares? No one's going to remember this fellow from this book, this are wizard. They? You know that happened to a mate of mine? He worked for a company and they were called Isis. And the company for a year were like, oh, this will blow over. 
They end up changing the company's name. Yeah, it's probably yeah, a good yeah, idea. Right. Probably. Blow over, might blow up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then maybe, a, um, maybe after the kid was born and named Harry Potter, the parents read the book and they were like, holy shit, this is pretty good. What is have it, we done? We're not changing it. Uh, the Western Force are at the bottom of a leg j- log jam to potentially make it into the top six. Uh, they're actually five and nine, doing all right this year. The big win over the weekend was Moana Pacifica. They beat the Waratahs, but then the top five teams outside of the Brumbies are all Kiwi sides, which is pretty regular. Like one of the teams, the Chiefs, is 13 and one. In that this division, just Kiwi teams dominate. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Vada Kedavaram. Well, I, you know, <laughs> uh, I guess we can expect Opatronum forced to do a bit better now. <laughs> For now on, now they've got a bit of magic. Vada. Men and women all around the world are stocking up on tissues and lube so they can properly enjoy tuning in to Sweden's greatest new sport, sex. That's right, guys. Sweden has declared sex as a sport. <laughs> I've got all the details here for you. The first ever competition is scheduled for June 8th, which is very, very soon. Uh, so it's the highly anticipated European Sex Championship, um, which will be happening under the guidance of the Swedish Sex Federation. So here's how the competition works, all right? Um, participants will engage in sex sessions that will stretch up to six hours on a daily basis. Um, one solo match will at least go on for a good 40 to 45 minutes. And there's a variety of categories, guys. These might be some of your favourite categories. All play. Ooh. Oh. Oral sex. Okay. Oh. Penetration, that's a big one. Knowledge of the erogenous zones. <laughs> what, you have to get quizzed? Uh, well, well, like, like no, the- no, there's a... There's a... <laughs> Eight, eight men search for the clitoris. No, this is happening, man. A judge's panel has been set to decide the winners of the competition. Uh, but there's a bit of a twist. The audience present at these matches will also have a say on the decision. Somebody tells me it's going to be so, 90% dudes. Oh so, my God. so I'm just thinking, I was trying to find the website for this uh, European Sex Championship, but had no like. All I could find was articles on this. But I was, I, wanted, I was really interested to know like if there were any rules for the audience members. Like... What if you pop a boner mm. in the audience? Like, can, do you have to go? Can you heckle? Because that would really put some people off. Uh, I've, got, I've got a few gags. Can I just rattle them off quickly? Sure. Josh, congrats on a new world record. Fastest sex time ever. <laughs> if sex is now a sport, then the list of sports I've never played has just grown by one. There's actually a whole website already dedicated to the sport called Pronhub or something. I visited this website and it appears there are no rules against transgender athletes participating. If this sport makes it to the Olympics, it'll surely be the only sport where coming first won't get you a gold medal. That's it, I'm done. No, we're uh, still laughing. No, it's, it's, it's us laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for sound effects. Breakups, hookups, scandals. We know your darkest secrets. <laughs> Sports gossip. Sports gossip. Gossip, 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 gossip. Oh my god, the room's just going crazy because we're about to do sports gossip. And guys, back into the wonderful, wonderful world of Formula One for this week's sports gossip. And uh, why don't we set the tone? Shakira, Shakira. Oh baby, when you talk, I know. Oh yes, guys, sports gossip. Pleased to report, Asterisk, uh, that Lewis Hamilton and Shakira are officially an item. I we mean, broke it. Yeah, we did discuss it last week, but Giorgio, the relationship's gone to new heights. Oh, my God. Shakira hanging around the uh, garage again at the Spanish GP over the mm. weekend. Um, and have, Hamilton even having his best result of the season. Really? Yeah. A date with Shakira. Well, mate, here we all are thinking the 
engines make the cars go fast. <laughs> love. Love. Yep. <laughs> love. Love. Yep. Um, now, I want to quote news.com today, you hear, guys. Oh, good. Yeah, I thought you'd be pleased with that. The latest sighting comes weeks after the pair sent social media into a tailspin <laughs> after they were seen enjoying a sunny boat ride together days after being seen out for dinner. A goddamn tailspin, guys. That's good. How are they going to get out of that? Um, <laughs> once again, though, <laughs> Martin Brundle stole the show with one of the all-time grid walks. He spoke to a couple of footballers early in the piece, but then he had a, a massive drought of content, like wandering around um, like a complete goose. Um, here are a few of my personal highlights, and I've taken inspiration from Josh's idea to put succession music underneath to build up drama. I've got my own little bit of um, a jingle going on. Hello, everybody. Hope your roast Sunday lunch was amazing. And, uh, yeah, we'll just keep uh, mooching on. So, how will these people get on the grid? I literally cannot see anybody I know from Formula One. This is ridiculous. Just see we, how many drivers are down there. I can't see because everybody's taller than me and they've got their social media phones up. I've been up and down this grid more than I was, more than I did when I was racing in Formula One, I think. Sir, who are you? Nobody famous. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was actually just no one. But he had no one else to talk to, so we, we rolled with it. Uh, the, another fun highlight was him um, photobombing uh, Neymar when he was grabbing a thing. But, God, you think Brundle was all sad. Then comes along basic instinct actor Michael Douglas. No way. Who saved the day with these kind comments. Michael, Catherine. Stop for a second to say what an excellent job you do week in and week out. I'm so impressed both here in the pit and your color commentary. You're making amazing. Uh, you know, I really appreciate it. You've made my day. Thank you very much. You, of course, know this theme song. Yeah. Round the twist. Round the twist. Yeah, I thought I'd just try and put TV themes underneath um, audio. Oh, okay. I didn't hear drama. a word of what he said. <laughs> Well, I was mixing the audio and I thought, well, I want to hear that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, we heard it. We heard yeah, it. Just yeah, nothing Douglas. else. So Douglas just basically saying he does such a fantastic job. And he, do you dip beneath a laser? Uh, with Catherine Zeta Jones was yeah. right next to them as well. Wow. Bravo, Brundle. Sports gossip over. Guys, this week I needed another break from investigations. You guys know I've been having my own little meltdowns lately. Yeah, you've been bloody burning the candle on both oh. ends. Look, Josh, I'm. I'm happy to carry the load, but um, let me just say, it was really easy to do. I don't know what you complain about. <laughs> Have you boys ever chugged a beer and thought, I could really go for a run right now? No, me neither. Sounds pretty shit, hey. Mm. Uh, but this unholy fusion of beer and running is what makes up a beer mile. And astonishingly, there's a fascinating world hidden within this carbonated hoppy realm. Roll the tape. Yeah, roll, roll, I got to roll say the According to the Giorgio Bot Dictionary, oh, yeah. a beer mile is a combined running and drinking event invented by college degenerates, often reserved for losers of fantasy and tipping leagues, like my dear friend Monty. Oh. Spare your pity. Monty has only himself to blame for his shit NBA fantasy decisions. And if people don't know what a beer mile is, it is chugging a beer, running 400 metres, chugging another beer, running another 400 metres, and repeating another two times. That's Mel. She runs Aussie Beer Milers, a Melbourne-based run club with a proud community of sadistic psychopaths who enjoy watching and partaking in the beer mile. Nah, I'm, I'm joking. They actually all sound like a really lovely bunch. And most of their catch-ups are just hitting up breweries and pubs and sinking piss. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, our big event is January, our Aussie Beer Mile. Even named an international beer mile with like, you know, thinking, let's make this this thing huge. Got a guy out from Canada who was the world record holder. That Corey, Corey Belmore? No, he's the current record holder, but it was Lewis Kent, another Canadian. Oh, yeah. The King's crown got uh, <laughs> given from one Canadian to another. And they had a pretty good tussle, actually. And then all of a sudden, Corey just went and blew the field apart by running under 4.30 for a beer mile, which is insane to do it for a mile, but to chug four beers and run a mile. Like, it, this is elite. I tried a beer mile for the first time, I think. It was my second year of university. Um, and everyone's like, all right, you got to go with slow. Like, it, it, it gets really hard throughout. So I went out slow, paced myself how they told me to. And I was like, this is not that hard. Like, I think I could keep cruising this. So I ended up finishing my first one, like, I think it was 5.30 something. That's the voice of Corey Belmore, Canadian professional athlete and world record holder of the beer mile. Statistically, world's biggest fucking legend. Sorry, Harry. He did his first beer mile in 2014 in college. His second attempt, two years later, blew the world record out of the beer. Uh, I mean, water. <laughs> I never thought about it again for two years, but this other Canadian who got the world record, he like blew it up and he was getting all this media attention and he had a Burke sponsorship. He was on Allen. I was like, man, like, I think I'm a better runner than this guy. And like, I think I could chug at least just as fast as him. So then finally, one summer, like my friend just kept pushing me. He's like, try it, try it. So I, I finally tried it and uh, we filmed it and I went 10 seconds better than the world record at the time. My man! My man! Corey! It blew my mind. What's Corey's secret? How can one man be this much of a sick cunt? Well, only 28 seconds separates his regular mile time of 3 minutes 57 and his beer mile time. And he does this by doing that throat opening sculling thing that some people can do. God, it's so fucked. Timing was crazy, so I ran that race at a random track by my like house. And then we posted the video on YouTube on the Thursday. And then by Saturday, I was in London, England, racing at the World Classic uh, like that weekend. I was there for literally 50 hours, uh, broke the record again. Corey Bellamore. <laughs> Should have been a little more calculated in like going slow and breaking it over time and like sort of earning the full potential of the bonuses from the world record. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to dummy it. So I, I just went after it. So have you ever really trained for the beer mile itself? Still to this day, I don't, I don't, I don't train for the beer mile. Like I, I get in as good running shape as I can. I know I can chug really well and on race day, I just pray to the gods that, uh, that I come through and my stomach doesn't reject anything. What's the future look like for you with running beer miles? Is it a profitable event? As long as my way is paid, as long as there's some uh, some prize money, I will I will go anywhere. Like I'd love to go to Australia. I'd love to do one. I'd love like love to hang out there. Um, so if the opportunities present, present themselves, I'm there. But I, I won't I won't necessarily like go to my way to find them. I've made more prize money from this than I have from like my competitive running, which uh, has been like a the funding aspect of my athletic uh, endeavors. Do you actually enjoy yeah. running the beer mile? Does it suck any less if you're that good at it? To be like completely honest, it sucks. It's uncomfortable. It's painful. It's uh, 
it's not that fun to do a beer mile. Uh, like anyone that wants to try it will understand that very quickly. Uh, but the event itself, super fun afterwards, super fun atmosphere. Like for people that are watching, it's it's entertaining as hell. It certainly built itself around community. Uh, we tend to get such a great mix of people that come and do this, people that love beer, people that love running, people that love neither of those, but they put them together and they love them. So, yeah, we certainly see Beer Mile as more than just trying to skull beers uh, or trying to run really fast. We see it as the greatest event on earth. Giorgio Savini, Kicker Forward Podcast. Mate. Super goal. That was awesome. Wow. That was so interesting. Really is two of the oldest sports in the world coming together. Yeah, right. Running um, and drinking. Boys, I just want to float something. Sounds pretty easy. If you it. like that, <laughs> can I give you a little bit of director's cut bonus content? What's like the funniest stuff you've seen at these beer miles? I think in that year of that 2017, we had a group of um, four guys actually from WA from memory and they came along to the track dressed in like jeans and jumpers and all the rest of it and entered the relay <laughs> but these guys had obviously been on the source and uh, <laughs> eaten like some meat pies and <laughs> chips and what have you right one of them says to me before it even starts is like oh look um, you can't take any pictures of me I'm currently on MasterChef <laughs> signed an NDA so we're like oh yeah sure buddy we won't take pictures don't you worry we took a thousand pictures one of the other guys in their relay team spewed coming down the home straight and I dead set reckon the whole pie came out and uh, Chloe my dog licked it all up oh no <laughs> Chloe <laughs> she's a good girl she's a good girl that's your, go. that was a great that, that could have made the, the main the main piece that was hilarious that and was you're awesome. a good boy for that Giorgio thank you very much thanks to the two guests as well that was so interesting yeah thank you Corey and Mel um, both legends of the uh, BMI world oh. Mr President can this wait I've got bigger fish to fry God bless my friend Harry Harry's big God, I'm not, not always comfortable in the in the big house, guys. I've uh, I've had a case sitting on my desk for quite some time now. I've seen you pacing and around it. Sadly, a few, sadly, a few bigger cases came my way that I just had to prioritise because on paper they were more important. Uh, but I've just been thinking and thinking. It's been eating away at me, and knowing that justice hasn't been served for, <laughs> for what I think is a serious, serious crime is terrible. Uh, warning, you may cry, and Josh, I'll ask you to pull up a stool and start playing that piano in the corner. Um, that'd be great. Ben Crombie writes in, and uh, yeah, I must warn you, be prepared to shed a tear. Hey, legends, I have a submission for the big house. Last Saturday, my partner had asked me to pick her up from a night out and said she would buy me a pizza as a form of payment. <laughs> Order. <laughs> this same Saturday, I'm already crying. I played footy. And an after footy feed is essential. Mm. So this pizza was going to be unreal. And she told me to not have too much for dinner so I could eat the pizza. <laughs> I picked her up around midnight and then drove to the Domino's on the way home. We arrive and the store is closed, but she has placed an order. Turns out 
She placed the order for midday the next day instead of midnight. <laughs> Mind you, she also placed it at the wrong time. <laughs> what made it worse is she ordered garlic bread as well. And we all know, especially Harry, garlic bread is godsend. <laughs> Just wondering as to whether or not I need to press charges considering I was starving after having something small after footy. Thanks, guys. Go pies. Ben, you do need to press charges, my friend. And now that we're at this point, Sorry, consider the charges well and truly pressed. Are you guys going to be able to recover from that and um, have your, you know, have your input and your thoughts? What do you? Oh no, they're losing. I just, I, I've been hungry before, man. I, I get fucking hungry, Ben. She told him not to eat much. And like, I get grumpy when I'm hungry. You know. Nice. It, as, as you guys are saying, it's pretty damn simple but pretty damn terrible. Ben is hungry. One of the great treats in life is a big feed after slogging it out on the footy field all afternoon or any field for that matter. Ben has kindly said, oh, you know what? I won't get on the beers and hang around the footy club because I'm going to be a great partner and pick my girlfriend up later. Then Ben said, oh, you know what? I'm only going to have a small snack after footy because I've been promised a Domino's pizza, pizza later on. No, no, boys, not for me. Imagine. Imagine how starving Ben would have been when driving around at midnight and his excitement knowing that he's about to pick up a Supreme, possibly with stuffed crust, from, so his favorite sick, pe- from his favourite pizza joint and the garlic bread. How can we skip past the garlic bread? It really doesn't get much sadder than... All this being ripped away from Ben due to an administration error so high on the negligence scale that it pretty much breaks it. Order! Order! Ben's partner, you have been charged with one of the worst crimes the big house has ever seen. Leaving leaving Ben hungry. (laughs) Justice must be served. Order! Ben! You will now be able to pick an AFL fixture that you are really looking forward to watching, either a Friday or Saturday night game, and your partner will be 100% responsible for catering. Your partner must attend to your needs as if you were in a corporate suite at the footy, (laughs) fetching drinks when Ben desires, cleaning up empty vessels, even making light small talk such as, hey, how's your day been? Or, gee, it was a cold day today. You're only relieved of service during the second quarter when you go and pick up a Domino's pizza and garlic (laughs) bread, which will be served at halftime. And the pizza must be served on your finest dinner plates. Enjoy the game, Ben. Case closed. Mm. Harry, slice of justice served (laughs) in triangular form. Hot and cheesy. Red hot. Hot and cheesy. God, I thought you were going to make them break up. I don't know if... um, (laughs) Divorce settlement? Oh, because that wouldn't be that wouldn't be dog court. That would be family court. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah. I actually, I don't even know. If that's ben, one below Harry's big house. I don't, yeah. I don't know if Ben made it through the night without his Domino's pizza. I, I can't imagine. I I would have laughed my head off if that happened to me with like drunk girlfriend getting in the car and then you just be like, so so. Okay, can we get the Domino's now? And then her saying, Oh, I did it to the Midland one. It's like four hundred kilometers oh away. Oh my god! And just being like. Oh my god! Oh my god! Fuck. What <laughs> did I go hard enough on the partner? Uh, I would have I, execution was not out of the realm of possibilities there, Harry. Execution, I'm, okay. Yeah, but you're a bit softer. You've gone soft in your old age. Yeah, I have. I have a little bit. I have mm. a little bit because the partner had good intentions. 
Mm. Um, but maybe a few too many sherbets. Yeah, that's true. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good work. Dear Muscles, Hello, Superstars, Cold Regard. You've got mail. Welcome to the mailbag. Mail it in. Uh, we've got a new voicemail. <laughs> 0426-071-296. Mail it in via voicemail. We had two this week. Let's see what they are. We haven't listened to them yet, so we're going in rogue. Hi there. You have two new messages. Hey, um, I got this number on the back of a toilet door. Call this number for fun times with three boys. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd be kind of interested to find out a bit more about that, really. Um, give me a call back on... Cheers. Hear from you soon. Fucking indicator. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. All right, this is the last one. Kick it forward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I couldn't have said um, it better myself. All right, 0426 We also have an email, kickfordmailbag at gmail.com. Uh, guys, quick little shout out. What do you think of the mailbag on the voicemail, by the way? I love um, it. I want, to, I want to keep it going every week. Before we – we had a couple in-person requests. Mozzie. We met Mozzie. I don't know if you remember him from a couple of weeks ago. He had a, a, a thing for Harry's Big House where he ran out of credit and his cousin dogged yeah. him. Yeah. But he was up from Denmark for an 18th at the OBH. We met him on Friday yeah. night and they were a bunch of lads. So yeah, lovely legends. guy, Mozzie and his mates. Yeah, and I was um, like, oh, this place is good on Sunday. Um you guys should come here. And he goes, oh, isn't he? Goes, oh, you don't know. And he goes, I'm 18 and from Denmark. And I was like, uh, oh, yeah. it's his first beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's wait till you turn 18 to drink a beer. They're really funny dudes. They are the rules. Uh, guys, I had one from Ben Waters into the um, DMs. This is actually called mail it in, not DM it in. So um, this is the last time I'm looking to read these. Hey, Harry, just a casual kick it forward podcast listener here. Fucking dog shit BTW. As you're the so-called biggest legend of the group, I thought I'd message you about contacting the podcast. I haven't heard about an email and the tall ranger doesn't seem too interesting. Is that Giorgio? He's still living with his dad. So I wouldn't want to contact him anyway. If you could forward that on, that would be sick, champ. Also bring back the Fisher Golf Sting. Cheers. Uh, We had a couple of comments. We put up a video today uh, when we made quickly on Friday about oh people that can't take a joke and (laughs) people are – now the podcast fans are commenting, it's always the short guy in the group. Not surprised oh. someone five foot seven can't take a joke. For fuck's sake, um, There's another guy that commented about being five seven. <laughs> I fucking love that it's actually become law and it's real now that it's you are five seven. It's in my passport. I'm five nine. I'll show you my passport. What, the Italian passport? Proud? Italian yeah. bureaucracy is renowned as being shithouse. They, they probably think fucked I'm proud it up. They don't, of being they don't five stand nine. up in Harry's big ass court. Do you think if I were to lie about my height, do you think I'd say like I'm six one? Do you think I'd say I'm five nine if I lied about my height? You'd anyway, probably get arrested for fraud for that kind of lie. We're not. You're already we're, not we're not. We're not. Anyway. Um, Very defensive about this. DM from Amy, a female listener. She says, cool fact about sharks. Sharks cannot drive 2005 Mustangs. I didn't know that. Uh, she also said, as a female listener, 100% behind the gossip segment. I had a couple of emails from, um, well, they came through as anonymous. And uh, I'm going to kind of loop a couple together because they were uh, referring to last week's Harry's Big House case about Tane's mates who owed him some money for a festival bus uh, ride and some curly whirlies. Now... I don't like to bring things up again or present new evidence outside of a Harry's Big House court session. I don't want this just to be a forum where people are going back and forth saying, you know, that is this, um, that is that, you know. I don't want it. But what I will do 
is read this out from Anonymous and Dylan. I've paraphrased it. So basically, Dylan was the guy that we actually labelled Dane. Right. Yes, that was accused of not paying him back 170 bucks or something. Now, this Tane guy, who initially sent the email, has been called out for being a cheapskate himself. Like, Tane the tight ass, they call him. Apparently got taken on an all-expenses-paid trip to Bali and just had to pay for the $750 flights that was agreed upon before. Uh, well, it wasn't all expenses paid, I guess. Um, but then it never paid. Oh, makes me sick. And mm. allegedly leaves when it's his round at the pub. And to make matters worse, his old man pays for his petrol and he has a full-time job. Oh, my God. He's, sounds like Giorgio. He's the most spoon-fed bloke. You're the only one here that lives with his dad. Yeah, <laughs> dad's cool. <laughs> Dane has copped this for no reason. That was from Anonymous. Uh, also an allegedly profited off the festival bus yeah. that he claimed oh. to have lost money on. Apparently they had two chicks on. And guess what? A Betty charged him. Yeah. That's what he said. Is, yeah. it, could this possibly be our first uh, Harry's Big House appeal? No, I don't care. It's okay. too much work. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, it sounds like a lot of work. No, actually, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's just move on. Move on. All right. I got a Ben Crommie here. Hey guys, long time caller, first time listener. I think you got the wrong way around. Listener, I suffer from chronic stage fright, which can be attributed to one specific event that occurred when I was nine years old. When we we're doing a road trip from Geelong to Darwin and made a stop at the Cuba in Cuba PD, I needed to piss, so I went to the servo toilet and was standing at the urinal, about to start pissing when an old man stood in front of the urinal right next to me. This rattled me to a certain extent as all other urinals were empty, which created difficulties for me to begin pissing. What made it even worse was that he proceeded to pull his pants down kindergartner style and then place both hands behind his head, interlocking the fingers like he was sitting in a recliner chair, peeing with no hands and pants around his ankles. Eventually finished and noticed I'd gotten there, gotten there before him and hadn't started to pee. He uttered the phrase that it shook me to my core. Just came in for a field, did you, mate? Oh. Then slapped me on the back as he laughed his way out the bathroom. Oh. I now cannot pee in front of another human being due to this fateful day. Kind regards, Ben Crommie from Geelong. Oh, uh, guys, thanks to Jordan for sending through an email about dick farts. Haven't got time to read it out, but send us an email if you really want to hear it and we can share it with you. But I will finish here with uh, uh, one from Ben. He says, hey, Ibis aficionados. What's your email again? Anyway. Very funny, Ben. Here's one for your mailbag spiel. RA, funny public pissing. Oh, we do. We do. What what is with this becoming the the piss bag section? I've got a bit of a theme here. Caught a local footy game on the weekend. At halftime, I casually joined the peanut gallery in the club rooms to check out the halftime razz up from the coach. Afterwards, I wandered into the urinals for a bog standard business as usual wee. Shortly, an elderly fella joins right (laughs) next to me. Not much room to spare as it was one of those old. Barely space for two people to piss without bumping shoulders type setups. So about three seconds into his piss, the guy cocks his head back slightly and sings out the one lighter. Da 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 da. Pauses for one second and then instead of saying charge, he rips a massive fart. (laughs) (laughs) He then turns his head and gives me a wink of acknowledgement, adding, Beg yours. I tried to contain myself, but honestly, it was the single funniest moment of my life. Beg yours, Ben. Super.
Super goal. Super goal. Super what an email. What a move by this guy. No one's getting hurt. He has just pulled off one of the best farts ever. Also, beg yours, underutilized. It's actually beg so yours? funny, yeah. like just doing something wrong and go, oof, beg <laughs> yours. The idea of him like charging up the fart, but then apologizing. <laughs> so funny. No, he's saying he's saying blaming the fart on him. <laughs> beg your pardon. Beg your pardon. Beg your pardon. Mm, beg, beg yours. yours. Sarah Jane Lane, another female listener. Rare, so weird. Um, I think it's like 6% of female oh, That's listeners. awesome. They're engaged. Hi, guys. My name is Sarah. I would like to get your opinion on something that is bothering me. Uh, we were sitting on Saturday night having a beer and chilling, and my darling husband, Chris, sheepishly brings up an episode of your podcast in which you read out an email from him about him winning two consecutive free palmies and pints for footy tipping and myself only winning free pints and having to buy my lunch. I would just like to bring to everyone's attention attention that back in 2017, I actually won an all expenses paid grand final package for two Perth to Melbourne and chose to take the freeloading son of a bitch to see his <laughs> beloved Tigers finally give him some happiness and have a fucking win. My question to you is how many of his free palmies would equal my very generous gift to him? And how long can I lord over him that I am in fact the better tipster? Yeah. Okay. This is so funny now because Chris has emailed in like complaining about having to buy a palmy <laughs> knowing that this is naturally a thing. Not only is he emailed in, but then he's quite clearly like boasting about that he, <laughs> that he made the podcast. <laughs> the good thing for Sarah is we're actually one of the few podcasts in the entire world to put some sort of value not in currency. We can give it in other yes, forms we of can. things. So yes, we can we say, can. how many palmies would it require? It's all come to this. <laughs> yeah. It's finally been called in 940, I think. Yeah, I think 940 So about three is years of palmies. 900, yeah. yep, yep, yep. And or nine, 938 left for Chris. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Thanks for all the guests this week. Very good work. Yes, very good work, guys. Make sure you get your emails, your voicemails in as well. And please review or tell anyone about the podcast as it helps us grow. Uh, word of mouth is the best way. All the best and kick it forward. This episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Josh, do you give out many tips? Sometimes. Um, Who's your source? Well, normally Sam McClure. Like he's, <laughs> what? he's, he's really good. Like I, um, I backed Harley Reid not to make it in West Coast colours, and then and this year, just anything he says, I go the opposite. Congrats! It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good option. Hey, I've got. Um, yeah, what are you? What are you? What well, about you? Have you got a brother in uh, brother in law? Uh no. <laughs> You need a brother-in-law for your tips, mate. That's oh, where really? I get mine from. Yeah, I could ask my yeah. brother to divorce his wife, and then we can see how we go. But mm, yeah, be the first step, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I need to speak to Georgie too. He's always real confident with his tips, but they never ever come off. Now, if you're looking for a one-stop shop for social betting, check out the Ned's app. You can create groups perfect for betting together and ripping on your mates. And if you think you found a winner, you can let them know. Or you might be looking for a hot tip, and you can build a profile and share your bets with your followers. Or you can see what other punters are like on the feed. There's also expert tips on everything AFL from the fantasy pick himself, Tom Rotcliffe, within the Ned's AFL Open Group. It's not just for AFL though, Josh. There are other <laughs> open groups for racing, b-ball, UFC, soccer, and he's more. Download the Ned's app if you haven't already and take it to the Ned's level. T's and C's apply and available on the Ned's website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.